I think he's encouraging misogyny. He's encouraging uh, nastiness. I mean, he is, thinks the world is going to come to an end, and he is going to save us. Is Jordan Peterson a cult leader? How dangerous is this man? Mr. Reagan. All right, so this is an interview done um, with Bernard Schiff, and this is a colleague of Jordan Peterson's from the University of Toronto. This guy claims that he was um, instrumental in getting Jordan Peterson his job. He apparently often defended Jordan Peterson when other colleagues thought that Jordan Peterson was a little bit too extreme or eccentric. Not only did he champion Jordan Peterson as a professor of clinical psychology, but he actually let him into his home for a little while while Jordan Peterson's family was having their house renovated. He stayed with Bernie Schiff and his family. Bernie Schiff seems to think that Jordan Peterson is becoming a very dangerous person. Bernie Schiff hasn't simply written an article contradicting Jordan Peterson's beliefs. He's written it in such a way to suggest that not only is Jordan Peterson um, popular, but that his followers have a cult-like appreciation for Jordan Peterson's teachings. Which is funny because uh, Bernie Schiff actually likens Jordan Peterson to a demagogue in, in, in the article. But Bernie Schiff is acting as a demagogue by trying to incite fear in the reader as to Jordan Peterson's intentions and with regard to Jordan Peterson's influence on society. The left likes to practice in psychological projection, right? It's, it's a party of psychological projectionists. I was Jordan Peterson's strongest supporter. Now, I think he's dangerous. Joining me is the author of that Toronto Star article, Bernard Schiff. So now you've written this article saying I was his strongest supporter. Now you want the world to know that you think he's dangerous. What do you mean by dangerous? Well, I, in the article I say he might be dangerous. And what I mean about that is that he is gathering, mostly he's gathering around himself a following. Now, there's some reasonable people in that following. A lot of those a lot of the following are pretty angry people, and as evidenced by the attacks on everybody who says anything bad about Jordan. I think that this idea that that all of Jordan Peterson's critics have to fear for their lives is it's it's, it's another example of demagogy, right? It's playing the victim. You know, they they don't want Jordan Peterson to seem sympathetic. They want to seem sympathetic. So they attack somebody, and they and then they say, "Well, I'm but I'm the victim because I'm attacking this person, but I'm also scared of his fans." So so, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a clever trick, but it's it's super disingenuous. They know they're in no danger. It's a kind of a PR trick, right? Okay, so this entire interview is based on an article um, that was written by Bernie Schiff called. I was Jordan Peterson's strongest supporter. Now I think he's dangerous. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to read you a few passages from the article that I think are, are pertinent to the conversation, and then I will systematically destroy every point that Bernie makes. <laughs> All right, so this whole article is trying to present Jordan Peterson as a dangerous cult leader with potentially catastrophic results, if not put in check by responsible society. I mean, it's essentially a hit piece, which is really cruel since they're, they're actually pretty good friends, it seems like. Toward the very beginning of the article, he actually quotes the obituary of Billy Graham in order to create a parallel between what Jordan Peterson is trying to do through his work and what Billy Graham did through his work, trying to suggest that, look, you know, Billy Graham was an influential religious leader, Jordan Peterson's similar. Okay, well, so was every influential leader in the world ever in history. So he writes, 
Jordan Peterson found his pulpit on YouTube and his congregation on social media. His followers have a Bible, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos, which has sold more than 1 million copies around the world since it was published in January. How awful. He lectures to sold-out crowds at home and abroad, more like a rock star than a middle-aged academic. Damn right. Um, from that, he writes, I am alarmed by his now questionable relationship with the truth, intellectual integrity and common decency, which I had not seen before. His output is voluminous and filled with oversimplifications which obscure or misrepresent complex matters in the service of a message which is difficult to pin down. He can be very persuasive and toys with facts and people's emotions. I believe he's a man with a mission. It is less clear what that mission is. He's saying, Jordan Peterson is a dangerous guy on a mission. Whatever that mission is, I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's bad. <laughs> like, so now, then, then he goes on to talk about how they lived together for a little while, which is kind of a nice little part. Um, and, and makes the whole article actually much more, um, much, much more kind of shocking and sad. So he writes, when, when Jordan Peterson was re renovating his house, I invited his family to live with mine. For five months, they occupied the third floor of our large house. We had meals together in the evening and long, colorful conversations. There, away from campus, I saw a man who was devoted to his wife and his children, who were lovely and gentle and for whom I still feel affection. He was attentive and thoughtful, stern and kind, playful and warm. So in, like, in their personal relationship, it seems that they really like each other or that he really liked Jordan Peterson anyway. So his criticisms seem all to be... Um, political or to be about you know his his career and I I feel as if if you know somebody is a good person and you can see that their intentions are good on a personal level why then assume that all of their intentions are are nefarious on a career level or or in the in their public in their public endeavors I would encourage Bernie Schiff to watch Jordan Peterson's lectures to watch his videos to watch his interviews, to really think about Jordan Peterson's perspective on life, and to consider whether or not Jordan Peterson's intentions are actually as evil as he's making them out to be in this article, because they obviously are not. And and I don't I don't understand how he can be quite as critical as he is being. Well, I I can understand it. It's 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 silly. Okay. He's just being silly. And now we come to the crux of the controversy, I think. I think that this is the, the major contentious issue that Bernie has with Jordan Peterson. He writes, I have a trans daughter, but that was hardly an issue. That was hardly an issue? That's obviously the issue here. Look, everything that he says about Jordan Peterson personally is just high praise. And yet he attacks Jordan Peterson throughout this article as if... Jordan Peterson is this, you know, Hitler-esque figure, this highly dangerous character who's going to lead the world into destruction. Such weirdly contradictory views are almost certainly driven by some kind of strong emotional trigger, right? This it looks like to, to me that this is that strong emotional trigger. He writes, Jordan has studied and understands authoritarian demagogic leaders. They know how to attract a following. So this is where he kind of starts to suggest that Jordan Peterson is like a cult leader, that he's, you know, that he's potentially becoming this Hitler-esque um, uh, type villain. Then he writes uh, toward the end of the page here, Consciously or not, Jordan may have understood that transgender people tap into society's collective unconscious and would become a lightning rod for attention loaded with anger and resentment. 
and it did. Here, I believe he's alluding to Hitler's rhetoric concerning the Jews, right? In the mind of contemporary Americans, Hitler used the Jews to, to gain power, and he's trying to suggest that, that Jordan Peterson is using trans people to, to, to gain power. There, there's all these allusions and parallels that he's trying to make. Okay, so then later on he starts talking about um, communism and how Jordan Peterson demonized communism and says that it leads to the deaths of people. But this guy is, appears to be a kind of a Marxist. So he says, in Jordan's hands, a claim which is merely ridiculous became dangerous. Look, there's nothing ridiculous about the idea that Marxism is a deadly philosophy. It just, it has been throughout time. And then at the end of this paragraph, he writes, I do think Jordan believes what he says, but it's not clear from the language he uses whether he's being manipulative and trying to induce fear or whether he is walking a fine line between concern and paranoia. So he's essentially saying that Jordan Peterson is either pure evil or completely insane, which is, again, you could make the same kind of judgment about Hitler. Was he completely evil or completely insane? So again, another, another parallel here. He writes, currently Jordan is the darling of the alt-right. He says he is not one of them, but has accepted their affection with relish. With relish? Seriously? Not ketchup and mustard? Okay, I, specific, I specifically because of this, I went on to, uh, what is it, stormfront.org, right? This is, a, this is a white supremacist site. And I, and I searched for Jordan Peterson to find out specifically what these people thought of Jordan Peterson. Some of them like him, some of them don't like him, but nobody's really... Ex extremely excited about Jordan Peterson. They're all very tepid, right? A lot of mainstream right-wing and mainstream left-wing people recognize the value of free speech. People with marginalized views also value free speech, but they value free speech for different reasons, right? Uh, people with marginalized views want their speech to be free so that they can express those marginalized views. Mainstream conservatives and leftists want free speech for the free exchange of ideas, right? These are different motivations. This very specific marginalized group, white supremacists, respect that Jordan Peterson is, is fighting for free speech, okay? Because that is something that they like. That's something that they want. However, Jordan Peterson isn't a white supremacist. In fact, Jordan Peterson is anti-racist. So they have very strong opposition in views. Honestly, I'm not... I haven't investigated the alt-right enough to know a huge amount about them, but it doesn't appear from everything I've seen that Jordan Peterson is the darling of the alt-right. That's absolutely absurd, and he certainly hasn't accepted their affection with relish. I mean, every interview I've ever seen with Jordan Peterson, he denounces the alt-right, because he's always asked about it. And, and this guy, who's supposed to be a good friend of his, who claims to know what he's about clearly doesn't know that. So either he's lying or he's just completely ignorant. Either way, super irresponsible to write that in the article. Um, so then he writes, I was warned by a number of writers, editors, and friends that this article would invite backlash primarily from his young male acolytes. That's me. He, he obviously thinks that his life is in danger in some way. Um, yeah, yeah, you're in real danger, pal. Okay, so now he brings it back to the, to the Hitler thing. He writes, uh, Jordan is a powerful orator. He is smart, compelling, and convincing. He has played havoc with the truth. He has studied demagogues and authoritarians and understands the power of their methods. Fear and danger were their fertile soil. He frightens by invoking murderous boogeymen on the left and warning they are out to destroy the social order, which will bring chaos and destruction. Okay, uh, th then he talks about me again. The aggressive group of young men among his followers, marching lockstep behind him, that is unnerving. Obviously more... <laughs> 
more uh, more Nazi imagery, marching lockstep. It's He's creating a picture here, right? He obviously wants people to envision a very specific thing when talking about Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, Hitler. Jordan Peterson, Hitler. That's what he's trying to do. He, fi- he finishes with, We would be foolish not to pay close attention and not to take Jordan and his impact seriously. Do I overstate the possible danger? Maybe. I really don't know. But for historical reasons, silence is not a risk I am willing to take. I mean, come on. This is another, obviously, like, Hitler reference. Like, this guy... <laughs> I mean, it's possible that this guy genuinely thinks that, like, Jordan Peterson is the next Hitler. And that if he doesn't write an article like this, then, like, a hundred years from now, people will look back, you know, at, at Jordan Peterson's life and think, well, what were his influences and stuff? And, and, if this guy's, and if this guy's article is out there, then people will say, this guy knew, this guy knew, and he'll seem like some kind of a hero historically. So maybe that, you know, maybe that went into his thinking of writing this article. I suspect, though, that there is some... Uh, less noble reasons for this for him to have written this article i i do suspect that um you know obviously his daughter had something to do with it that whole situation i think that he he you know he definitely feels betrayed that he probably thought jordan peterson was um a left of center thinking person and now he realizes that he's not really so much and so he probably feels betrayed he probably doesn't feel like he's betraying jordan peterson he feels that he is uh, expressing a feeling of betrayal himself in this article, I imagine. But at the end of the day, I think there's something even more petty going on here. I think that what's what's happening here is just professional jealousy. I think that he resents Jordan Peterson's success. I mean, think about it. This guy was one of the people that helped Jordan Peterson get his job at University of Toronto. He was above Jordan Peterson in status in Toronto. And then once Jordan Peterson became successful on the internet and, you know, blew up around the world, uh, this guy had to recognize that Jordan Peterson was more important than he was. Um, So these are the ideas I have about why he wrote this article. I don't know if any of those are true or if all of those are true or if some of those are true. But that's... That's sort of my speculation about his psychology here. My last conversation with him, I emailed him and said, I'm upset about what you're doing. He called me the next morning at 8 o'clock. We're going to have to talk. I start talking. He stops me. He says, Bernie, <laughs> Tammy had a dream. That's his wife. Lovely woman. And sometimes her dreams are prophetic. I said, okay, Jordan, what was the dream? She dreamed it was five minutes to midnight. At that point, I knew there was no point talking. I mean, he thinks the world is going to come to an end and he is going to save us. Jordan is a self-styled martyr and a self-styled savior. What a condescending, disloyal POS. The world is going to end. Did Jordan Peterson say that was his interpretation of the dream? Because I'm not sure that's what happened. To give meaning to that dream, could there could be a variety of, of ways that you provide meaning to that dream. For instance, he could have thought maybe the dream meant that he was going to die soon and he wanted to do something important with his life before he died. It could mean that, you know, that the world was going to fall into disarray because of, you know, leftist influences or something like that. Jordan Peterson wanted to stop that happening. But okay, but let's but let's say that the guy is right. Let's say that Jordan Peterson thought, well, maybe my wife's dream suggests that the world will end soon. Maybe this is some kind of like message from God or something to me, right? This is not an unconventional idea within Christianity. Like, 
pretty much since the first Christians, you know, during the days when Christ was actually still alive, they genuinely believed that the world was going to end soon. I mean, there is a kind of an idea within within the Christian community. One should always act in such a way where they they believe that the world would end soon, right? And this is kind of a motivation to always be your best self. Because, okay, let's say that you knew that one day the world was going to end. And you knew that the world would end in 50 years. You would have no real strong motivation to act as your best self until like the last year. And then you might make up for all of your past sins by being the best person that you can in that last year. But if you're always acting as if the world will end, you know, next year or tomorrow, then you're always going to be your best self every single day. Because in the Bible, it says something like Christ will return like a thief in the night. You're never going to know the day or hour when Christ will return. This is this is a major a point in the Bible. Sort of suggests like always be on your guard, always be your best self, because you never know when it's all going to be over. And that's not necessarily just true for the rapture, but it's also true for your own personal life. You could die tomorrow, so it's best that you be a good person every single moment of it, of your life. So to criticize this idea, this this very personal thing that Jordan said to him, to me, that's an incredibly brutal thing to do. And it says a lot more about Schiff's view of Christianity than it does about Jordan Peterson. I don't know if this guy's like super anti-Christian or what, but he definitely doesn't either understand the philosophy of Christianity or he just disagrees with it. Either way, there's no reason to criticize Jordan Peterson for this, especially when he told him something, I assume, in confidence. Um... To me, this is a horrible betrayal, and the guy is just a complete degenerate. In my article, I say I have a trans daughter, but that's not why I'm, I'm upset. It is why you're upset, and because he's a better teacher than you. We reached out to Professor Peterson for a comment on all of this, and he said, Bernie remains a good friend of mine as far as I'm concerned. I am as well very grateful for the support he provided and for his kindnesses over the many years my family and I have known him. I'm sorry that he feels as he does now, believe that he is mistaken in his current opposition to what I'm doing, but support his right to express his objections as he sees fit. Jordan Peterson, unbelievably gracious. What a gentleman. This is a perfect example of turn the other cheek. Jordan Peterson is the bigger man here, very clearly, and... All the respect in the world. If you want me to grow the channel, consider donating to my Patreon. I'm 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 trying to do this more often. I had to take a bit of time off because I had a I had a really tight schedule this last week, so I didn't actually get any videos made, which was really frustrating to me. I think that I benefit the world more in this way than I do doing other things. So if you want to give to my Patreon, please definitely um, consider it. There's a link to my Patreon under the video in the description. If you're poor, do not give me anything. Pay your rent. Be responsible. Get a girlfriend. That's it for me. If you like this video, give me a like. If you want to see more videos like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, you're just racist against Oregonians. Good night. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth.